This is Jeffrey Lickman for Beyond the Legal Limit. It's October 30th and it's a new episode. And this week, uh, we're going to talk about what's going on in Israel as we have the last couple of weeks, but I also want to talk about another subject which I think is important. And, you know, I've got to get back to some other things that are happening in the world during this podcast. And I want to talk about the Trump guilty pleas of his co-defendants, a few of them, a few lawyers in the Georgia RICO case, the election fraud case. And there's so much that's been said about it in the media, but I find that so much of it is such misleading or bad information. But if you're ever involved in a high-profile case, you learn very quickly that the press doesn't always know what they're talking about. And most of the time they don't, they'll uh, get as experts, people that don't know what their, what, what the law is or what the facts are. And they're just so quick to try to get an article done. They don't care if it's accurate or not. So I'm going to give you a little bit of inside perspective on what I think is going on there. But back to what's going on in New York, at least, 15,000, I've read anywhere from 7 to 10 to 15,000 Muslim protesters closed down the Brooklyn Bridge in New York and the Manhattan Bridge on Saturday. They were carrying signs saying, honor the martyrs of Palestine, which refers to the Hamas killers, the river to sea signs, you know, Palestine will be free. That means calling for the destruction of Israel. And interviews of the participants reveal that a large amount of them, they just want Israel and Jews destroyed. There were pro-Hamas supporters flooding Union Square in Manhattan on Saturday, screaming, fuck Israel, long live Hamas, and scrawling uh, things like this on local businesses in the area. This is like a mile from ground zero. So, you know, you can take from that what you will is how could this be happening? You know, you, if you're old enough to remember what it was like during 9-11, especially if you lived in New York at the time, I mean, it's just almost impossible to believe that this sort of stuff is happening. And of course, none of the protesters are calling, you know, they're, they're, they're calling for the ceasefire in Gaza, but that's really code language for destroy Israel because what does a ceasefire actually look like? What are the terms? Hamas massacred 1,400 Israelis in the most heinous way, worse than what Nazis did to the Jews. So how does a ceasefire actually work? They're not criticizing Hamas during all these protests. They're not calling for the release of hostages because that would be something that would possibly harm Hamas. They're only calling for a ceasefire because it helps Hamas. And as I say, Hamas is calling for a ceasefire. They're calling for the exchange of prisoners all the prisoners, uh, their prisoners in Israeli prisons, there's like five or 6,000 of them. Almost all of them have received a trial with a lawyer and they're allowed to speak to their families. They're convicted killers. They're convicted of violence. The other side's prisoners, Hamas's prisoners, have been raped by their captors. They've committed no crimes. They're civilians and they're not permitted to speak to their families. So I'll ask you this. Let's say that the protesters get their wish and Israel stops bombing Gaza and exchanges five or 6,000 maniacs for however how many hostages in Gaza that are still alive. I don't know, 100 maybe of the 230 that were taken. What are the terms of the ceasefire? Is it just that both sides stop firing against each other? And I would say is tell me how the next thing that doesn't happen isn't an October 7-like attempt uh, once Hamas has even more of their killers back. 
They don't care that Gaza is being destroyed or that 8,000 Palestinians are dead. Who even knows how many? Because Hamas is providing that number and they lie about everything. But they'll recognize that Hamas has a great victory if there's some kind of ceasefire. Well, we got our killers back and we killed 1,400 Jews. And who cares if 10,000 or 5,000 or whoever how many uh, Palestinians are dead because they're utterly meaningless to Hamas. And they'll be planning their next attack. So in no uncertain terms, there can't be any ceasefire. There can be pauses, which I'm sure the West and Joe Biden will force Israel to undertake. But there can't be a ceasefire until all of Hamas is gone. There, this has to be a war to the end, because that's in essence what's really at stake here. <clears throat> now, radical Islamists and their useful idiot co-conspirators, they shut down these bridges in New York. They also shut down Grand Central Station in New York City on Friday night during the height of the uh, evening commute. There wasn't a peep from Eric Adams, our mayor. Now, there were cops there. Great. But he was missing in action. And the situation requires some words from him denouncing the Muslim terror supporters who took over New York City landmarks, bridges, and, and Grand Central. There's got to be something said. It was clearly an invasion from within. He should have discussed the mistakes of letting people in from Islamist countries and the efforts needed to ensure that they don't harm the people of New York because they are here and they're here in droves. They could, you know, kill a lot of people once they get activated. And it looks like they're pretty close to being fully activated. This isn't Wichita, Kansas. This is New York City where Muslim terrorists have attacked New Yorkers over and over again for decades. We required some moral clarity from the guy. But he's just, he's just invisible. And it's clear that we've handed New York City over to the savages. Now, I know 7,000 or 10,000 isn't a critical mass, but it is when they're shutting down bridges and train stations, when they're marching throughout neighborhoods in mass and they're threatening and they're carrying weapons. You know, this is why I don't speak to liberals anymore, because they wanted this. And now we've lost New York City to a bunch of Middle Eastern cavemen. In London, you know, hundreds of thousands of Muslims marching for the deaths of Jews and the destruction of Israel. And that type of march was happening all over Europe on Saturday. Europe is gone, and it's been way more gone than America is. Decades of just their unchecked immigration has transformed every major European city into an Islamist shithole. When you see a liberal, congratulate them. They did this. As I said, America isn't far behind Europe, maybe 10 years. So let's see where we are after three weeks of this war, Israel's war with Gaza. Hamas is still launching rockets at Israel. They killed a nine-year-old girl on Saturday. They're not deterred at all, mainly because no matter how many Palestinians you kill, it doesn't harm them. And, and, and I'll explain why in a bit. Of course, Israel's prime minister, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, of I have been criticizing for, for decades now. Everybody called him a fascist. I thought he was too soft on Hamas and Hezbollah, and I was right. He allowed uh, Hamas to grow in Gaza for decades. As I said, he allowed Hezbollah, Iran's other proxy, to uh, grow for decades in Lebanon. He screwed this war up already. Israel had a very small open window. I talked about this on the last two podcasts. Had a very small open window to do what needed to be done in Gaza, which is total and utter obliteration. 
No other country in the world puts up with this shit from these deranged terrorists when they're on their border. Instead of the, the pinpoint strikes, which clearly have accomplished nothing, Israel should be just destroying it. Now, I'm not saying you target civilians, but I mean that's something that Hamas does. That's something what Islamic uh, terrorists do. Um, but you can kill anything near a terrorist. If there's rocket fire from an area, you have to obliterate everything around it to ensure that whoever is firing the rockets are dead. I mean, what else can you do? You have to kill them from above. I, I don't really see that there's any um, choice here. Why should a single Israeli risk his or her life fighting these animals in Gaza? Israel has superior firepower, and there's no reason to play down to the enemy's strengths. Stop the proportionality bullshit. Use the firepower advantage and exterminate them. We learned from World War II, when you have the power, you use it to save your own people. This is like that America first mentality that we hear from the MAGA geniuses. Israel should destroy Gaza and show its bloody head off to the rest of the Muslim terrorists in the region. You're next if you attack us. Uh, but here's the problem. Israel's not doing it. Iran is not deterred. Hezbollah is not deterred. They're continuing to attack from all sides because Israel is not establishing deterrence. This is a war between civilizations. It's not a tea party. You need to show strength to Muslim terrorists. It's the only thing they understand. But let's make it clear, before I blame Israel, let's make it clear from the very start, there is one reason and one reason only that Gaza is being pounded now. You can blame Israel, you can blame Joe Biden, you can scream fake genocide, fake apartheid, fake occupation, all sorts of words that you don't understand, but it doesn't change one simple fact. Gaza is not being destroyed for any reason other than the fact that Hamas, the elected government of Palestinians in Gaza, an internationally recognized Muslim terror group, they invaded and massacred 1,400 Israelis on October 7. Full stop. And all of you white, useful idiots out there who suddenly have decided that Gaza is your hill to die upon and you can't bear the thought of these poor, defenseless Gazans getting obliterated by the IDF, by the, the Israeli Defense Forces. Every last one of you you didn't say a fucking word when the massacre occurred. You didn't post on your idiotic social media about babies being burned alive, about babies being stabbed in the eyes, about children watching as their parents were killed in front of them and then killed themselves. You didn't say a word when you saw the young girls being dragged back to Gaza with blood staining their pants between their legs after they were raped by Palestinian terrorists. You didn't say a word when you read that the Palestinian terrorists cut off the fingers of children, the breasts of women, beheaded Israelis with a shovel, tortured and burned Israelis alive. They murdered a grandmother in a live stream video they put on her Facebook page. You didn't say a word about two-month-old babies whose parents were killed by Hamas and then kidnapped back to Gaza. Two-month-old babies. You didn't say a word about the dead pregnant mother left on the ground with her fetus ripped out of her body and then the fetus was stabbed by Palestinians? You didn't say a word. 
You didn't say a word when you looked at the internet and you saw proof of all this because the Palestinian terrorists wore cameras on their heads because they wanted the world to see. They're terrorists. Their job in part is to terrorize Israel and Jews worldwide. That's why they put it out there for the public to see. You didn't say a word when you saw Palestinian civilians streaming into Israel and attacking the bodies of the dead Israelis, stealing their property knowing that the IDF hadn't arrived yet so they could get away with it. All of you useful idiots, you useful white idiots who support Hamas, never once stood up for Israel during all the rocket fire which has been directed at Israeli civilians from Gaza since 2006. You never once criticized Palestinians when they celebrated on 9-11 or when they handed out candy to children after learning of Palestinian terror attacks that killed Israeli babies. Only now have you suddenly found your protest voice. Only now do you suddenly stand with Palestinians as they're receiving payback for what they did on October 7. And the obvious answer, look, let's be honest, the obvious answer for this is the same reason why you support the protests all over the world for Hamas. And not once do you wonder why none of these protests call for the release of 230 Israeli hostages held in Gaza. None of these protests call for Hamas to surrender their killers and end the bombing. It's the same reason why you keep your idiot mouth shut when these protests lay bare the truth. Finally, we've been saying this, that anti-Zionism is not anti-Semitism. That's a lie. That's a lie. Even as every one of these protests include chants of gas the Jews, kill the Jews from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. That means the destruction of Israel because the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea do not border Gaza if they border Israel. They want all of Israel not just Gaza. You keep your useful idiot mouth shut because you hate Jews, just like the Palestinians and their protesters do. It's all out in the open. That's the best thing about this war, other than uh, watching Gaza get destroyed. It's no longer an anti-Zionism thing. We all know the truth. You just hate Jews. And if you don't believe me, every poll of Palestinians in both Gaza and the West Bank show that they hate Jews, not Israelis more than any people on the earth, like mid-90-something percent. This has nothing to do with Palestinians Palestinians wanting their own state to live peacefully next to Israel. It's about destroying Israel because they and you hate Jews. All of you useful idiots supporting Hamas and Gaza now, you're all calling for the ceasefire. But you don't want a ceasefire because you want peace. There can be no peace with a people who explicitly say they don't want peace. They just want to destroy Israel. It's in their charter. There's nothing in Hamas's charter about wanting Palestinians to have their own state next to Israel in peace. It's just about killing Jews worldwide and taking all of Israel. You don't want to cease fire for peace. You want to cease fire because you want Israel to stop destroying Hamas, to save your terrorists that you love so much. But you don't dare say it publicly. You speak in code. If you cared about peace, you would admit the truth and do all you could to ensure that Hamas was gone. 
They're just an Iranian terror proxy, and they can't be permitted to exist on Israel's border anymore. Whether it's Hamas in the south or Hezbollah in the north, you can't have peace with these Muslim terror groups that are paid by Iran. Tell me, if a group of terrorists came into your town and slaughtered your family, raped and beheaded them, laughed as they stomped on your idiot parents' dead bodies, would you want your country not to go after them? Would you want your country to stop bombing them until they were all dead? Or would you want the killers punished? And more importantly, you'd want to ensure that your town was safe from this kind of slaughter ever happening again. You'd want to ensure that the threat on your border was gone forever. You wouldn't want to be stopping hostilities until the threat was removed. Again, the reason why Israel is destroying Gaza now is because Hamas won't turn over 230 hostages. Hamas will not turn over their killers. And Hamas has uh, massacred 1,400 Israelis on October 7. None of this would be happening now if they hadn't done all that. They won't turn over their hostages. They won't surrender. This is the result that they want. They know, they knew this was going to happen. They want this result. They know that the war ends if they simply surrender, but they won't because they know that the longer the war goes, the more dead Palestinians will happen. And that's good for them. And the longer they continue to launch rockets, the more dead Palestinians. They need dead Palestinians as many as possible. That turns the world against Israel and all the useful idiots help it. Hamas knows this, which is why uh, they have their main operation base under a hospital. They want the hospital hit. We already know this because when Hamas, which lied and claimed that they killed no Israeli civilians during the massacre of 1400, even though there was video, and then they lied when they claimed that Israel hit a hospital and killed 500 people, <clears throat> the entire world just ran with it and believed it. Every country, every media outlet, they just took the Muslim terror organization at their word, the very people who claimed that they didn't kill any Israeli civilians and that the Holocaust didn't occur. Yeah, believe them, useful idiots. And Israel was destroyed publicly, except that the rocket came from Gaza from a Palestinian terror group. Every single country which looked into this, including Muslim countries, admitted that the rocket came from Gaza. And yet still in a recent poll, this is incredible. 61% of 18 to 24-year-old Americans blamed Israel for this Palestinian bombing of a hospital which never even happened. It hit a fucking parking lot. Rashida Tlaib, a Palestinian terror supporter in our Congress, still has the tweet up on her, her Twitter, whatever it's called, falsely blaming Israel for the hospital being hit. And they even lied about the number of people killed. It wasn't 500. It was more like 20. And as I said, it didn't hit the hospital. It hit the parking lot next to it. But why not lie if you know that useful idiots are so desperate to run with the lies? That's why you lie. And the reason why the lie about the fake hit hospital is being believed is because it causes Jews worldwide to be attacked. That's why these people are claiming that Israel did it. Synagogues were firebombed all over Europe. Jews were attacked. That lie got Jews killed. So it's a good lie for Rashida Tlaib, member of our Congress. It's a good lie for Palestinian terrorists. 
It's a good lie for Jew haters worldwide. It's a good lie for the useful idiots who will run with it. Why didn't the world condemn the Palestinian terrorists once it was revealed that they hit the hospital? A day before, it was really bad to hit hospitals, but when it was believed that Israel did it. But why didn't the world condemn Hamas when their rockets hit Israeli hospitals? Why didn't the world condemn uh, Assad, the butcher of Syria, when he gassed his own people and hit hospitals? Why didn't the Muslim world and their useful idiots condemn Vladimir Putin when he hit hospitals in the Ukraine? It only matters when it can be blamed on Jews. So, the useful idiots, they band with the Muslim terrorists and they just keep up the lies. Here's one of them. No babies were beheaded. That's what they've been insisting. They, they said, we have to see pictures of babies' bodies separated from their heads. When Israel didn't immediately provide them to the public, the terrorists and their useful idiot supporters acted as if, well, because Israel didn't show proof, the entire massacre was a lie. I mean, this is all over Manda Weiss, you know, like a, basically a Hitlerish, a radical Islamist uh, media group, if you can call it that. It's just propaganda. We, we think that Israel killed their own people. We can't believe them because they lied about the babies being beheaded. It's all lies. Forget the fact that it was all on video captured by these imbeciles as they were doing it. Hamas lied about every last thing. Nobody cares. Not a problem. And even after Israel showed pictures of babies without their heads, they had to do that. They had to show it to the media, and some of it leaked online. Well, they're still lying. This is artificial intelligence. Believe me. People are not so fucking dumb to actually believe these lies from terrorists and their useful idiots. They just pretend the lies are the truth because they hate Jews. They continue to lie because it helps to turn public opinion against Israel and Jews, no one is so fucking dumb to believe that Hamas didn't kill civilians. Just like no one is so fucking dumb to believe that the Holocaust was fake. It's the same people saying these things. Hamas wants Gazans dead, which is why they are stopping Gazan, Gazans from leading, leaving the area that Israel is telling them to vacate because they need more dead bodies. They need more propaganda. They need it to fuel the protests of Jew hate. They need their useful idiots to carry their lies. But Hamas knew that Gaza would be invaded by the IDF and destroyed as a result of their barbaric actions in Israel. Their leader said so from a hotel room in, in Qatar. He said Palestinians would have to die to achieve their goals. He knew this would happen. These people aren't stupid. But despite that, he correctly assumed that there's so much Jew hate in the world that the world would quickly rally behind Hamas and force Israel to back off. That the world would lie to ensure more dead Jews and to protect this vile Muslim terror group which sacrifices their own children. They rape kids and cut their heads off. You've read about this. Is there anything more vile than these people? But Hamas knew that Islamists... And the Jew-hating media and all the useful idiots would lie for them as much as they lie. Like I said before, the same Islamists and leftists and far-right MAGA morons who claim the Holocaust was fake, they're saying that Hamas only killed soldiers, not civilians. The fucking Queen of Jordan, a Palestinian, denied that Hamas committed any atrocities on October 7th. 
I mean, think how insane that is. She's lying to protect Muslim terrorists, even as her country refuses to lift a finger to help them. I guess killing a mother in front of her children and then booby-trapping the dead body isn't an atrocity to these uh, idiot terror supporters or leaving a school bag with a bomb in it with the hope that a Jew will pick it up and get blown up. That's not an atrocity. But the real reason why the Queen of Jordan and the King of Jordan, the dictator in Egypt and the dictator in Saudi Arabia, the reason they're sticking up for Hamas and the Palestinians now, they hate the Palestinians. They're garbage eaters. They're not doing a thing to help them, but they have to say these things, lie about it, because they don't want their own people to turn against them because they're such rabid Jew haters. As I've said, the Islamists will lie about anything to further their Jew-hating agenda. It doesn't make a difference if it's the Queen of Jordan. As I said, the dictator of Turkey said that Hamas wasn't a terror group. But the lies about Israel are not just coming from the toilet bowl Muslim terror supporters. We've given our schools to the Jew haters, to the leftists, and they've brainwashed American and European kids to think like Muslim terrorists. Listen to this. In a recent poll, young people in America were told Hamas terrorists killed 1,400 Israeli civilians by shooting them, raping, and beheading people, including whole families, kids, and babies. Nearly a third 32% of 18 to 24-year-olds said that this was a false story. Only 59% of 18 to 24-year-old Americans described Hamas as terrorists. How fucked are we? More than half, 51% of 18 to 24-year-olds and nearly half, 48% of 25 to 34-year-olds said that the Hamas attacks can be justified by the grievance of Palestinians. So raping children and burning them alive is okay to free Palestine. Half of our young people to the age of 34 in America think that beheading an elderly Holocaust survivor is good for the Palestinian cause. 64% of 18 to 24-year-olds said that both sides, Israel and Hamas, have equally just causes. Think about that. Hamas doesn't even want a Palestinian state next to Israel. It wants all of Israel. Their charter calls for the death of Jews worldwide. But 64% of 18 to 24-year-olds think they're equal to Israel? I mean, I, I, I don't know what it is about young people other than the fact they're being brainwashed that could get them to think this way. Why is it that so many people worldwide insist upon seeing both sides of this conflict when one side is a murderous Muslim terror group which massacred kids, women, and the elderly, and the other is their victims. When 9-11 occurred, when England speaks of of July 7, 7-7, the bombing in London subways uh, by Muslims in 2005, did anyone talk about seeing the other side of the conflict? Did anyone sympathize with the killers? Just here, when it's against Jews in Israel, must both sides be considered, as if there's another side. Let me make it clear to you now, if you support Hamas, you are aiding a Muslim terror group that is worse than ISIS. Not equal, worse. The Nazis didn't torture Jews to this level as Hamas did. There's no black and white here. There's no gray area. And back to the Queen of Jordan, who claimed that there was a double standard being employed against Palestinians. Let me give you some double standards. 
Her husband, the king of Jordan, claimed that Israel was overreacting to the massacre and torture of 1,400 of its people. In 2015, I don't know if you remember, ISIS captured a Jordanian pilot who was dropping bombs on them in Syria, a member of their air force. He was captured when his plane crashed in Syria. They put him in a cage and they set him on fire and sent the video out worldwide. What did Jordan do? They immediately executed two prisoners that ISIS wanted in exchange for the pilot. I think one, at least one of them was a woman, maybe two. Did they have lawyers? Nah, they just cut their heads off or whatever Jordan does uh, to people. This is a place where dissidents are routinely arrested and criticizing the king as a crime. But no overreaction at all over one pilot being massacred. How does that compare to 1,400 Israeli civilians who were tortured and killed by Hamas? Slight difference, maybe? Did Israel execute any Hamas prisoners? No, they should have. By the way, when you compare populations of Israel to the United States, 1,400 massacred Israelis equals 50,000 dead, slaughtered Americans. That's 17 9-11s. Do you think anyone in America would be calling for a ceasefire against the place that just killed 50,000 Americans? Nah, just when it comes to dead Israelis. By the way, speaking of a double standard, why is no one blaming Iran for this? Hamas admitted Iran helped them with the massacre. It was reported that 500 of the killers trained in Iran in September. The only way they could have gotten there is through Egypt. Uh, I don't know how Sisi, the dictator of Egypt, who has a peace treaty with Israel, recognizes Israel, how he could look the other way by 500, while 500 terrorists from Gaza managed to slip their way into Egypt and out to Iran. Iran funds Hamas. They threaten to have their proxies in Lebanon and Yemen attack Israel as well, and they have. And then Israel spoke publicly about being a, excuse me, Iran spoke publicly about being a peaceful country, and they just want this war to end, the war that they started. Why isn't the Queen of Jordan blaming Iran? Why isn't there a coalition of willing countries invading Iran now and ending their incessant terrorism all over the globe? Why are they spared? And more of the double standard, with all the screaming for a ceasefire, why aren't any of the protesters screaming for Hamas to release the hostages? Why aren't any of them screaming that Hamas is not Palestine, that they're separate? No, because they know that they're all the same. Nobody's saying a negative word about Hamas in these protests globally because they support Hamas. They can't denigrate Hamas. Even the head of the Palestinian Authority, Mahmoud Abbas, we have given him billions of dollars in America. It took him a week after the massacre to even criticize Hamas. And then he removed his online criticism a few hours later. Why is there zero Palestinian criticism of Hamas? No one is criticizing Hamas from Palestine. It can only be one reason. It's because they support the massacre. They support what Hamas did. More double standards. The hostages have citizenships from 41 countries. At least that many countries had citizens killed by Hamas on October 7. Why isn't any country flipping out on Hamas and threatening to attack them? And the Jew haters will twist themselves into a pretzel to protect Hamas. And, and they'll just say that, well, we don't hate Jews, uh, we just hate Israel. That's what they, they say. They say, we, we want to protect Palestinians, uh, not Hamas. 
Hamas is Palestine. Palestinians love Hamas. They elected them. They pull higher than any political party in the Palestinian territories. And when the terrorists came back from Israel with hostages and dead Israelis and tales of their massacre, the rank-and-file Palestinians erupted in celebration. It was the greatest day of their miserable fucking lives. They can go too. It's all right. Here's what I received from one such useful idiot from London who gave me her explanation as to what Israel should do. This is, the, this is what she said Israel should be doing. Of course, it's all Israel's fault now. She's a leftist, clearly, and she surely loves the gays and conveniently looks the other way as Hamas and all of Palestine beheads gays and, and have laws that make being gay a crime. That's okay. If you can hate Jews, that trumps anybody harming your precious gays. Okay, forget that Palestine, they, they honor kill their daughters and marry 11-year-olds. doesn't make a difference. If you hate Jews, everything is forgiven. By the way, a useful idiot is defined in the dictionary as a naive or credulous person who can be manipulated <clears throat> or exploited to advance a cause or political agenda. To me, these people are either useful idiots or just Jew haters pretending to be dumb. It's one or the other. This is what she wrote. Quote, why doesn't the Israeli government or all countries around there unite and make a plan to weed out the Hamas, to offer to build schools, have their own water supply, mosques, elect their own mayor in every village with a bounty on Hamas heads, have Israeli intelligence infiltrate Gaza, infiltrate, not bomb. They go into villages and they offer a reward for giving up Hamas in disguise with promises to rebuild, to elect a mayor for their towns. Yes, like ratting someone out, being a snitch, you get rewarded. But why don't the neighboring countries try and group together and make a solution instead of getting the West involved? I'll say this. Can anyone realistically be this fucking stupid? How can you possibly breathe on your own? You're so dumb. First, Someone who thinks that Israelis should go into Gaza undercover and slowly start to turn the rabid, violent population against Hamas? How many minutes would it be before the undercover Israelis were hacked to pieces? Five? The population, if they don't hate Israel, they're terrified of Hamas. They're not going to work with Israelis. And yes, Israeli lives are worth nothing, so we should sacrifice them for a people who have been nothing but violent killer terrorists their entire existence. Like they weren't violent killers before Hamas even existed. Spoiler alert. They were, and they've been killers for decades. Palestinians, they weren't even being called Palestinians until the mid-60s. They've been massacring Jews for a 100 years. And rank-and-file Palestinians are not dying to revolt against Hamas. They support Hamas. Claiming that regular Gazans want to revolt against Hamas, it's a Western con construct. It's virtue signaling, just like George Bush thought that the Middle East wanted democracy. We believe sane people would want to revolt against Hamas, but they don't. Just because we think it doesn't make it so. And Hamas has a stranglehold on Gaza. A stranglehold. Israel left Gaza in 2005, and they left $14 million worth of greenhouses there as a goodwill gesture. American Jews bought them from the settlers, the greenhouses, and gave them to the Gazans. 
Well, Palestinian civilians ripped them apart. Here's what the press wrote 18 years ago. American Jewish donors had bought more than 3,000 greenhouses from Israeli settlers in Gaza for $14 million last month and transferred them to the Palestinian Authority. Former World Bank President James Wolfenson, who brokered the deal, put $500,000 up of his own cash. Palestinian police stood by helplessly Tuesday as looters carried off materials from the greenhouses in several settlements and commanders complained they did not have enough manpower to protect the prized assets. In some instances, there were no security and in others, police even joined the looters, witnesses said. This was before Hamas took over Gaza. Tell me more about your goodwill gestures, you fucking idiot. You're dealing with brainwashed savages, all right? You can't go in there and, and speak to, the, to them. Oh, help us. We'll help you. Do you know how many times Israel has dropped leaflets, flyers into Gaza? These people fucking eat them. They eat the bodies of the Jews that they tear apart. They're stuffing their livers into their mouths. Google 2000. Ramallah lynching. They were eating organs of Jews. Just go in there. Infiltrate. Don't bomb. You're a fucking idiot. As for Palestinian refugees not being let into Egypt and Jordan today, because the dictators of Egypt and Jordan have a long history of letting Palestinians in and then getting slaughtered in response. In Jordan, Palestinians killed the king and massacred many others over the years. They don't want them. And Palestinians don't change their stripes. We first heard of them in America when one of them murdered Bobby Kennedy in 1968 because he supported Israel. In 1972, Palestinians murdered the entire Olympic, Israeli Olympic team in Munich, Germany, and dismembered and castrated their victims. You think they've changed at all over the last 51 years? As for possible Palestinian refugees, the reason why the entire Arab world insists that Palestinians stay there in Gaza and not leave to get away from the war for their own protection? The Arab world claims that Gaza is so precious and that Palestinians can never leave there and they should die there if need be. Yet they had no problem with millions of Syrians leaving and infecting Europe when, the, when their dictator was slaughtering them. They just don't want the Palestinians in their country because they want their citizens to not be slaughtered. The dictator of Turkey, a Muslim terrorist, claims that Hamas is not a terror group, as I said, and claims that Israel needs to be destroyed. He's a member of NATO. We have a Muslim terror state, which is part of NATO. He supports Hamas. He allows their leaders to meet in Turkey. He supports breaking the sanctions against Iran. He's helped ISIS get money and get killers to their territory. And he partnered with Russia on a missile defense system. And he's part of NATO with the West, which means if Turkey gets attacked, American kids will have to go to Turkey and risk their lives protecting this wild Islamic animal and his country. Again, I'm going to say this slowly. We have a Muslim terrorist client of Russia in NATO. And Turkey's uh, dictator, after he took in millions of Syrian refugees, and he did it because he invaded Syria, he threatened Europe with unleashing the refugees on the European Union if they didn't pay him money. 
This is how sick he is. He knows that the disease of jihad, it comes with the Syrian refugees. Look at London over the last few days. Hundreds of thousands of jihadists flooding the streets, calling for Jews to be gassed, for Israel to be destroyed. In Arabic, this is what is being chanted. By soul and blood, we will sacrifice ourselves for you, O Aqsa. They're referring to their shitbox mosque in Jerusalem where they store weapons and they piss and shit all over it. They also chanted about massacring Jews. They were referencing a massacre of Jews by Muslims from the 7th century. That's a crime in London. No one was arrested for it. London, I'll ask you, how do you like your decision now to let this filth in? You let this disease into your country. Keep sleeping. It's going well there. And the support for Muslim terror and the Jew hate is global. As I said, the masks are off. The gigantic rallies in London are not pro-Palestine. They're pro-Hamas. Same rallies all over Europe and America, just a mile from ground zero. We're seeing people, immigrants from Muslim shitholes, uh, holding signs, screaming, gas to Jews, death to America and Israel. Oh, Jews, the army of Muhammad is coming. They're screaming for an intifada in these cities because that means kill the Jews. They just want the death of Jews, the destruction of Israel. This has nothing to do with the rights of Palestinians. Nobody even cares about them. As I said, in Syria, their dictator killed 500,000 of his people over a period of years. Where were the marches then? 500,000. Where was the worldwide condemnation of Assad? Why wasn't there pressure to stop him? Israel responds to a massacre of its people, and three weeks later, the entire Muslim world and all their useful white idiots are screaming fake genocide. What's happened to Europe is just sickening. Muslim terrorists destroying your homes with their murder and their filth. It's, it's just incredible to me. In Europe, in the UK, they even elect them to public office. We do in America too. In the UK, a mosque chairman who praised the founder of Hamas is part of a prosecutorial scrutiny panel on hate crime. Do you think many Muslims accused of hate crimes are being prosecuted in London? No. You're letting them into your government. And all over America, we see the savages and their useful idiots. They're ripping down posters of the kidnapped Israeli children in Gaza because they can't bear to see the faces of innocent kid victims of Palestinians because it forces them to acknowledge that Jews have humanity. So they rip them down. What the fuck does somebody in the Upper West Side care if Israeli children kidnapped by Hamas are on posters in the United States? And it's not just Muslim terrorists or you know, they're uh, people from their country that came here. Plenty of white Jew haters are doing it. I read that a Broadway producer named James Simon was photographed. He said it wasn't anti-Semitism and he was ripping down all of the, the uh, kidnapped signs. He just wanted his neighborhood to be free from litter. Meanwhile, as he's ripping it down, you can see garbage swirling by his feet and all sorts of other shit on uh, flagpoles on the, uh, the streetlights. Garbage all over the streets. None of that bothered him. The only litter that he needed to pick up were Israeli children put on signs on streetlights. And did you notice how many Muslim doctors were doing this globally? Having things on their social media about how much they hate Jews and how much they enjoyed the massacre? These are caregivers. These are health professionals. You think they can be trusted with a Jewish patient? They shouldn't just get fired. They should have their licenses revoked. This isn't free speech. It's a threat. What would have happened after 9-11 if Muslims began ripping down posters of missing New Yorkers? They would have been beaten half to death. 
What would have happened if Muslim terror supporters began having protests in the New York streets after 9-11 screaming death to America? They would have been beaten half to death. 22 years later, we have completely capitulated to these diseased terrorists and their useful idiot Western supporters. We let them go into Jewish neighborhoods and scream for the death of Jews? And Eric Adams, who speaks a good game, but he doesn't do a goddamn thing to stop this. He's, as I said, he's missing in action. We elected Barack Obama, a Muslim terror lover, if there ever was one in American politics, a president with such open disdain for Israel. And he gave the West the answer to the puzzle on how to hate Jews in a politically correct manner. Just say you hate Zionists. Well, that's we're past that now even. We were told in New York, if you're a Jew, to avoid the areas where protests are happening. I have to say, you're telling me to stay in my house because some inbred Muslim terror supporter from some shithole 10,000 miles away is threatening me? I have to change my behavior? Buy a weapon legally. Get a license to carry it legally. If you don't need a license for your weapon of choice, even better. Go to these protests and yell back at them. Tell them exactly what they are. If they get violent with you, use your weapon to defend yourself. Do not take it out unless you're prepared to use it. If you get arrested, I will represent you for free. I'm telling you that. That's a fact. All over college campuses, you've got Muslim students and their white, useful, idiot co-conspirators calling for the end of Israel, celebrating the Hamas massacre. All of this is started by a Muslim terror-funded group, the Students for Justice in Palestine, that have chapters all over American college campuses. They're funded by Muslim terror. They were began by Muslim terrorists. And they openly support Hamas and celebrate the October 7 massacre on college campuses where our children are. Last week, the SJP, that's them, projected messages including glory to our martyrs and free Palestine from the river to the sea onto the exterior of a campus building at George Washington University that was donated by two dead Jews. At Cooper Union in Manhattan, Jewish students were locked in their school's library for 20 minutes as pro-Palestinian demonstrators, including the SJP, pounded on the doors and shouted anti-Israeli slogans. Violent protests at Columbia University and Tulane by SJP students, a Columbia professor with decades of public Jew hate, Joseph Mossad, he celebrated the Hamas attacks. Same at Cornell, professors there were jubilant over the Jew hate. Massive SJP hate fest at NYU, just less than a mile from ground zero. At Berkeley in California, they're congratulating Hamas from their professors. And students from, uh, from Rutgers, Georgetown, Duke, Northwestern, they all had pro- professors congratulating Hamas. SJP released flyers of Palestinians on hang gliders celebrating the massacre. They're referencing the Hamas terrorists, how they entered into Israel to start the massacre, some of them. And they blamed Israel for their own victims' deaths. At Emory University, where I went to college, They had an ugly protest where they called for the destruction of Israel and Jews. Emory's president, a Jew, responded by saying that the Jew hate on campus appalled him. But he made sure to quickly say in an email to alumni and the parents of students, quote, that the terror atrocities and ensuing war in Israel and Gaza have horrified all of us 
and the continued loss of innocent life is deeply painful. He had to draw moral equivalence between the massacre of Israelis and Israel responding to the massacre. He was terrified to simply acknowledge that Israel was victimized for one reason, the reason why he wouldn't say it, because he was afraid to make the Muslim terror supporters on campus crazy. He didn't want a bigger problem, so he just continues to appease. And at Emory, they've been appeasing terror supporters for so long. Eventually, the alligator's going to get him. All the appeasing doesn't stop the Islamist terror horde. And at Emory, they've already had issues with the SJP. Four years ago, they uh, attached mock eviction flyers to the doors of Emory students, including Jewish ones. The flyers had Emory's seal of approval on them. Keep in mind that this is a Muslim terrorist-linked group on the college campus at Emory. They're abusing Jewish students. Not a single SJP student was disciplined for the flyers. So guess what happens when you don't establish some deterrence? Four years later, SJP students are calling for the murder of Jews on campus. As I said, I went to college there. I am done with the school. No money, no mention again of me having attended there. Go fuck yourselves. The place is dead to me, period. One governor did something about this, Ron DeSantis in Florida. He shut down all the SJP SJP chapters at all Florida state schools. Every governor in America should do this, and every private college should kick them off campus as well. But no one will, because American colleges are run by far leftists, and far leftists just love Radical Islam. If you have a foreign student on campus calling for the death of Jews, you have to revoke their visas. You can't let them stay here. Get them the fuck out. They're cancer. They're poison. And I'm going to say this to the college students who have to deal with this shit. I'm going to say this first. The SJP and their useful idiots, they're lying. Gaza isn't occupied. There hasn't been a Jew or Israeli there unless you count the kidnapped uh, victims that that are there. Since 2005, Israel and thousands of its citizens left. All Gaza had to do was live in peace, and they could have had peace. They could have had access to the sea and the air. But no, they elected Hamas the next year and began firing rockets into Israel. What was Israel supposed to do? They immediately blockaded Gaza from the sea and air because they knew that Gazans would just be importing more weapons and killers to use on Israel. Israel has never gone in there or dropped bombs except in response to the terrorist actions in Gaza. Very simple. All they had to do was leave Israel alone, but they wouldn't. And as I said earlier, Egypt blockades Gaza as well, but no Palestinians complain about this because no Jews, no news. I don't know what Israel's supposed to do. Just let them have access to the sea, to the land, so they can you know, get better weapons in? And next, don't give me the bullshit about Israel stealing the land of Palestine. That land has been Jewish for thousands of years. Thousands of years before Islam even existed. I have coins from the area that are, pre- that are from the area that's now present day Israel and present day Gaza that are 2,000 years old. There is no Arab writing on them. There is no mention of Allah or Mecca. They have Hebrew writing on them, and they say things such as on the coins, for the freedom of Jerusalem, the state of Israel, and Jerusalem the holy. The land has always been Jewish, but Jews were tossed out and massacred multiple times. Guess who ended up there at some point? The fucking Arabs. 
There are 57 different Muslim states that belong to the Organization of Islamic Cooperation, or the OIC. 57. Do you know that not a single one of them began as a Muslim state? Each one of them was conquered by Muslims. Where is the outcry about occupation or colonization or stealing land in those 57 countries? Israel has always been Jewish and is the only Jewish state. There are 1.8 billion Muslims on the planet and 16 million Jews. That's 112 Muslims to a single Jew. They have 57 of their own countries, and that doesn't include the UK and various other European countries which, where they're taking over now. They want Israel because they want to conquer it. They're not getting it. So stop crying about the settlements in the West Bank. I'm against the settlements. But they're not the reason there's no peace between the peoples. Before 1967, there were no settlements at all, and Palestinians were kill, still killing Jews in Israel and all over the globe. Ask Bobby Kennedy how he feels about Palestinians. He can't tell you because he's dead, killed by one of them. Don't take your eye off the ball. All this other bullshit is just to distract you from the fact that Iran has funded horrible Muslim terror groups all over the Middle East, and they funded and began this war. Two-month-old babies are being held hostage in Gaza. Old people were raped and massacred and set on fire alive. This is a battle between good and evil. This is a battle between light and darkness. This is a battle between radical Islam and the West. No matter how much some SJP asshole on a campus in the United States says he wants to kill Jews, Israel cannot stop until the evil are dead. No matter how much they tell you that Hamas terrorists are good and we are bad, Israel cannot stop until they exterminate the terrorists. And we have to let them do it. I don't want to hear about the lack of, of clean water in Gaza. Hamas has tons of it. Don't cry to me about the lack of fuel. Hamas has tons of it. Don't cry to me about hospitals being hit. Hamas is hiding under them. Don't tell me that Israel has to provide these things to the Gazans. They elected Hamas and Hamas has all of it. Let the people of Gaza get it from Hamas. Bomb, destroy, crush them until the white flag goes up, until they surrender unconditionally. They cannot be given a way out of this again. It ends now before it begins here. This is a trial balloon. We need to stop the disease before they try here to show them that they will be destroyed. Period. Full stop. I want to talk a little bit about the guilty pleas in Trump's Georgia RICO case. We're now up to four guilty pleas in that case. Three of them are former Trump lawyers. Although Trump has this funny way of claiming after his former lawyers plead guilty that they were never his lawyers, even as he previously publicly stated that they were indeed his lawyers during the whole Georgia election fraud debacle. He described Sidney Powell, the Kraken lawyer, as part of his, quote, truly great team of wonderful lawyers. And now he doesn't even know who she is, apparently. Uh, Jenna Elfman Ellis was part of his elite strike force legal team. In reality, she's a moron. And now Trump claims he doesn't even know who she is. And, and listen, I'm saying this where I've got a little more respect from uh, Trump than I did a few weeks ago because I know that if Trump was in office, this massacre in Israel doesn't take place. But I got to call a spade a spade. I got to call an orange uh, dumb bag of shit an orange dumb bag of shit. 
But some thoughts about the, the guilty pleas. There's been a lot of public spin here in an effort to affect the jury in the case, even though the jury hasn't been selected. They don't even have a trial date, I don't think, yet. Trump's lawyers correctly stated that none of Trump's lawyers, the ones that pled guilty, pled guilty to the top RICO charge. But that's about the only honest thing about what his lawyers said. He claimed it because the lawyers, um, he claimed what he said was that because the lawyers didn't plead to the RICO charge, then the RICO charge against Trump was weak. And that's just false. I'm not sure whether it's weak or, or strong, but that's not the reason, just because they weren't forced to plead to it. The reason the lawyers didn't plead to the top RICO charge is because it's got a five-year mandatory minimum sentence. Why would they plead to the top charge? It's a plea, not a conviction after trial, so they get a break. They would never plead to a charge which would give them the same jail time they'd get if they were convicted at trial. So, of course, they didn't plead to the RICO. That being said, in my mind, giving a misdemeanor, a misdemeanor plea to that crazy Kraken lawyer, Sidney Powell, in my mind, renders her useless for a trial as a government witness. She was the face of the Trump fraud in Georgia, and she got off too easy. She also uh, said so many public things in support of Trump's claim that the Georgia election was stolen. All of a sudden, she's going to testify for the prosecution and say that it was all lies. No one's going to believe her testimony, especially when jurors can see that the only thing that happened um, in between her saying that all of this election fraud uh, was real and then saying that it's not is the fact that she was given an incredibly light plea deal. <clears throat> it would be very effectively argued by Trump's lawyers that she changed her position to avoid many years in jail. If the prosecutors were serious about using, the Georgia prosecutors, about using any of these lawyers who pled guilty as witnesses, they would have required them to spend some time in jail. And they didn't, probably because the lawyers wouldn't have taken a deal. And I'm not so sure they would have been convicted, and I'm sure that's what they thought. Georgia has plenty of conservatives, and many conservatives would have ended up on the jury. The only deal they were taking was really a very low deal, and that's exactly what they got. So beyond the Kraken lawyer and Jenna Elfman, uh, the other two lawyers who pled guilty, excuse me, besides the Kraken lawyer and Jenna Elfman Ellis was this Kenneth Chesbrough. Elfman and uh, Ellis, excuse me, and Kenneth Chesbrough didn't do as well as Sidney Powell. They didn't get misdemeanors. They had to plead to felonies, although I don't think it's going to impact their ability to keep their license. But who on earth would, would hire these idiots for representation? Part of the reason I think they pled was – a, to avoid the five-year mandatory minimum if they're convicted, but they also can't afford a year-long trial. I'm sure all these things put together made it clear to them they needed to plead guilty to something and avoid jail if they could. I also think part of the is that the, they realize that Trump is an idiot and he ruined their lives, as he does with all the lawyers that work with him. Had this case not had a five-year mandatory minimum if convicted of the top charge, had the case not been scheduled to last a year and instead only a month, I think you might have had some of these lawyers staying the course and going to trial. It was a bit painful to read this uh, Kenneth Chesbro's lawyer giving his 9 millionth interview, this time after his client pled guilty. The first 8,999,999 interviews was about how innocent his client was. And then after he pled guilty to a felony, suddenly it was a great deal, a win, a win, a win even though his client pled guilty to a felony and Sidney Powell, the Kraken lawyer, got misdemeanors. It's painful to me watching it because if you're the lawyer on a big case internationally and you're telling the world how innocent your client is, 
at least go to trial and fight to the death. Pleading guilty after claiming your client is innocent in 9 million interviews and then trying to spin the felony guilty plea as a win, you look pathetic and you look weak. It's, it's why I get hired so often for cases outside of New York State, because so many lawyers in smaller cities are just clowns, and when they finally get their chance to be in the national spotlight, they just can't control themselves. And lastly, what's not been said so much is that Trump can still claim, whether he still can claim in his D.C. election fraud case, that he retired, he relied on the advice of his attorneys as a defense, a defense of counsel. It gets harder when lawyer after lawyer pleads guilty to fraud in the Georgia case because he can't claim that he relied on them because they're prepared to say that uh, they helped Trump uh, with his own crimes. There's still a few lawyers left who haven't pled guilty in Georgia who he can still blame it all on, Rudy Giuliani, John Eastman, and Jeffrey Clark. If they all plead guilty in Georgia, Trump may be in, in more massive trouble than he is already in D.C., and as I've said before, that's the case, the one in D.C. that I think Trump will be convicted on and, and probably get some jail time. I don't know how they're going to get him into jail because of the Secret Service. It's going to become a real constitutional conundrum. But that's my thoughts on the Florida, excuse me, on the Georgia Rico case. Jeffrey Lickman for Beyond the Legal Limit. Thanks for putting up with me again. I know this is ugly stuff that I'm talking about, but look, nobody's saying it. Somebody's got to say it. See you next week.